Hi, this is Mark. This episode was recorded in early 2020, before the pandemic and before my guest Tom went back to LA. In 2023, Tom passed away after battling an illness. He survived by his wife Annabelle, who I was also lucky enough to meet only once or twice. I knew Tom as a kind, generous and funny person, and his loss was deeply felt among the magic community. I hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll raise a glass of something shaken, not stirred, in his honour. Cheers, Tom. The improv group that I'm part of um, is all VHS themed, and so we have... Oh, really? Yeah, Tom put together a video yesterday, which is really nice, and it's like a proper little VHS video with star wipes. And, I love it. It looks really good. Love yeah. it. Hello and welcome to List Envy. This is the podcast where every week I invite on a new guest and together we build a top five list on a topic that they choose. Now, my guest this week is comedy magician Tom Peterson, also known as The Amazing Guy, uh, who you'll find at theamazingguy.com. Um, he is a funny man. I, I met him a couple of years ago and... Uh, uh, he is he is an American, um, but he's uh, I nearly said he's sadly no longer with us, uh, which is not I mean, that's true, but it's not because of the thing that you think he's just moved back to America um, and uh, they're welcome to have him. Fine. I, I, I didn't need I didn't need him around. It's fine. It's, it's good. But before he left, we did get the chance to sit down and talk about uh, our top five Bond villains. Now, I will make uh, an apology. It's been oh, God, the, the last like six weeks. Uh, technology has really kicked my ass, um, and it, it's it, it's continued to do so with this episode, um, and uh, and so the the audio quality is not great. So I, I will apologise for that. There's lots of sort of thumping of of desks and things, and um, basically only one of the mics got picked up in the recording. So uh, my, my deepest apologies, but I wanted to bring you the episode anyway because it's a good chat um, and uh, might bring you a bit more Bond knowledge because uh, uh, this this is a knowledgeable man about Bond things. So uh, I uh, we'll, we'll get straight into it then. Um, we I, I started by basically posing the same kind of question I pose to everybody else, really, um, which is why this specific list, and, and obviously in this case, why are we talking Bond? Well, I'm a magician, and so every magician I know of at one point in their youth, they want to be James Bond. <laughs> I mean, you know, dripping in girls, uh, sexy as hell. Are the girls feel. dripping or are you dripping? There's dripping, dripping involved. That's all I know. Ooh. Somebody's somebody's got a damp problem. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> but you know, and then and then like for for my in my case, I'm a comedy magician, which means at some point I realize I'm not going to be James Bond. I'm going to be that plucky comedic character that dies in the first third of the movie. But uh, yeah, so I just, could you be Felix? Could I be Phoenix? Felix Leiter. Oh, Felix. Felix. Oh, oh. Yeah, Felix. Yeah, yeah, I could maybe be Felix, but he's way too. He took himself way too seriously. Mm. If I could be anything, man, it would be it would be M or not M. Um, uh, Q. Q. Yeah, I, I did. I, I picked up a Q vibe. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Uh, and you know, you get to you get to admonish Bond. Um, mm. Leave Bond. That's my lunch. You know. He's genuinely the one person that does. It takes zero crap from Bond. I mean, yeah. even in some of the Roger, in the Roger Moore Bonds, mm -hmm. M became very much a sycophant. <laughs> But, you know, at least in the later ones. But most of the time, M's pretty much got him in his place. But Q, Q just, just verbally assaults him, which yeah. I think is great. <laughs> I was speaking to a friend recently. I'm slightly troubled by the, the Bond canon as it is now. 
with the reboot mm. because they they've rebooted some characters mm. but kept other characters in continuity. Mm. I find this very upsetting. Uh, I might need you to help me through that and help explain. I don't mind the character swapping. I'm not a big fan of the new, of the current franchise. Mm-hmm. Probably I don't like it for the for the exact same reason that most people that love it love it. <laughs> okay. Because I hear so many people going, "Oh, but it, he's so realistic yeah, and he's yeah. so rugged and blah blah blah." First of all, in Casino Royale, the first Daniel Craig uh, installment, the first time he, the first time you see him driving anything, he's driving a Ford, mm. and I'm like, no, Tom <laughs> doesn't drive a Ford. And then, the, and then later on, he puts on a tuxedo, and I've never seen anyone look so uncomfortable <laughs> in a tuxedo as Daniel Craig. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't think he's good looking. I don't think he's. He's swarthy. And the fact that, you know, he gets the beat shit out of him a lot, you know, that's that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it too realistic. Yeah. To me, yeah. James Bond is a superhero. Yeah, yeah. I don't want my superheroes to be, you know, and it's probably the exact same reason that I wasn't all that much that all that keen on the on the the new Joker film. Mm. Which I heard, and I, I don't know if this is true, but I I I, I, I don't think it's it's apocryphal, mm-hmm. is that the, the story was written about a guy who was just having a mental breakdown. And then they sort of shoehorned the idea of this being the Joker later. Right. So the movie was kind of written before the Joker came in. Because basically, apart from him being a clown and reference to Gotham, Mm -hmm. they're they're really, and I think maybe they make a reference to the Wayne family, but there isn't a whole lot in there that Mm -hmm. is about Batman. And I I didn't really enjoy the film for a number of reasons. One, I was uh, hired to perform... A 20 minute comedy magic stage show after the film screening during one of the early screening nights. And uh, the person who organized it, you know, said, Everyone dresses your favorite clown, blah, 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 blah. Tom is going to do some comedy magic afterwards. And it is not a funny movie. It's like at the end, I got up on stage and said, Hey, who's ready for some comedy? And everyone laughed because they were all feeling my pain. It's like I was sitting in the audience squirming the whole time with my wife next to me going, I got to follow this. <laughs> so and 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 it's it's the same sort of thing. It's like I want my Batman to be a little bit more superhero-y. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, yes, I get he's I get that he's troubled and he's got, you know, dark thoughts and blah blah blah. But you can take that way too far where now like you're like for instance in the Joker film, I'm just gonna harp on about that for a little while. I thought it was a beautifully acted film, beautifully uh filmed film. But you are watching a film about a guy who's having just a mental breakdown, not a evil genius. You don't yeah. look at that guy and go, "Oh, I bet he's going to be the mastermind of some criminal organization." Mm-hmm. No, you're you just walking, you're watching him going, I, "I can't believe he hadn't gotten caught yet." You know, more lucky than skillful. Yeah. So, so that's the Joker. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> where do you fall on the? Um, the spectrum of the non-Eon Bond films. Because you've got, obviously, Never Say Never Again. Yeah, the first one was Goldeneye. Yeah. That was, yeah. Oh, oh no. Um, <coughs> Goldeneye was the first one that didn't draw from Ian Fleming's oh, writing. No, no, I, I mean the, the, like, the Broccoli Studio. Oh, so there's, oh, oh, oh right. you, you had a few films <coughs> before Eon, and then there was that one where there was a rights snafu, and they basically remade, was it Thunderball? They they, they, re- never they never remade again. yeah they remade Thunderball and that was a different uh, a di- under a different studio but they happened to be able to secure um, Sean Connery to do it even though we were now in um, uh, Roger Moore territory so yeah. that was a non that's not the Eon company who made right, it right right um, 
Do you consider that? Is that part of the Bond canon? I include it. Okay. I include it even though even though the others are, I because first of all, it had uh, uh, Sean Connery, who was the father of you know, he was the first one. You know, when um, uh, what's his name, the director, the guy who basically made Sean Connery into Bond, mm-hmm. the one who, who who sent him out and said, "You go to this place on Savile Road, get your suits made." Mm-hmm. You know, basically just groomed him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the director's name. Yeah, I'm not going to remember. That would that have been Doctor No. Yeah, 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 but I think I think uh, because it had him in it, because it, the story was basically Thunderball, and because it was a beautifully done movie, I actually I actually quite liked um, that one, except for it had um, Kim Basinger in, or, in it, who I don't think can act her way out of a paper bag. <laughs> but um, uh, as opposed to uh, what's her name, Hamilton, who was in one of the chunk or one of the Pierce Brosnan ones, mm-hmm. it was even worse. But um, no, I, I I actually liked that one, and and. Uh, what are the other non Eon ones? Well, you had, I think, really, the, the rest of it are pre, um, pre-Eon, or pre-Eon, if you will. So you had Woody Allen did a stint as Bond. Yeah, Woody, as Jimmy Bond. The, the Woody Allen, the Woody Allen, because uh, that also Allen. had um, uh, Pink Panther, <clears throat> um, Peter Sellers in it as well. Oh, right. That was a very disconnected story. It was like 12 yeah. different stories that nobody really married together. Yeah. I think they were doing a lot of drugs at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't count that one in because it's just too silly to be real. And then there was a made-for-television. Yep, Casino Rowling as well. Yeah, I think it was in the... Uh, in the, in the US, were, it was a black yeah. and white videotape, and he was Jimmy Bond yeah. as well. I didn't really rate that one. I watched it; it was interesting for what it was, but I wouldn't on my bookshelf under the Bond films. I wouldn't stick yeah. that on there. No. Yeah. That's good to know. Uh, no, I'm glad, I'm glad we've got that. Um, we've got this one. Have you read the, any of the books? Yeah, I read a bunch of the. Um, well, I read all the Ian Fleming yeah. ones, and I read a bunch of the uh, Gardner. His books. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I took over, and I mm-hmm. and I, I was just thinking about that today. I know somebody who knows him really well. It's mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine who's a who's a, a, a mentalism magician mm-hmm. um, down in Kentucky, and he's got one of his books that Gardner did. He wrote kind of for my friend Richard because in it is built into the book is a gimmicked sort of book test that you can do. Right. Um, that only my friend knows how to do. <laughs> so it's wow. kind of cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Damn. All right. Has he ever introduced me to, to Mr. Gardner? No. Okay. So we're not that good at friends. No. I'm sorry about that. How about you? I've read two or three. Um, and uh, The Spy Who Loved Me is the one that always sticks out in my mind because it's so different. Mm. Because it's from the point of view of, uh, of, a, of, a, of a woman telling her life story and then Bond just turns up in the last chapter and shoots the hotel that she's staying at all over the place. Right, and right. and um, I thought that was a really interesting take um, and a nice sort of break from, from the format. There's a couple of others. Um, and I just used to remember that, that Ian Fleming, colonial sort of Brit, mm-hmm. just used to make stuff up about people. Like, he had this theory that gay people can't whistle. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, and we, a friend of mine, me and a friend were talking about this a couple of nights ago, how he would just just like just make things up about other cultures, just mm. be like, yeah, that's probably the case. Um, and it, no one was questioning them back in the day, so it just it just flew. But it was a, yeah, he was. Um, a, we I think we we talked about the fact that he got um, booked to do a. Um, sort of real life bond kind of experience and write about it so go to okay. oh it was like uh, x amount of deadly cities 
um, that he that he was going to visit. Okay. Uh, he didn't want to do it, and he sort of made no bones about the fact in the book, mm-hmm. uh, and so spent all the time going around to various cities, drinking, whoring, taking um, drugs, and occasionally meeting a gangster. Okay. And that was that was what he did. It sounds like a lot like uh, Bourdain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, indeed. Um, um, so, yeah. Um, well, I think it wasn't the agreement with Broccoli Studios that they could make the Bond, the Ian Fleming Bond movies, and they could use the title and the names of the characters, but but Ian Fleming insisted that the stories in the film be different. Is that right? In the books, because he didn't want the film to short-circuit his book sales. Well, without further ado, then, hmm. um, why don't you give me your first? What's your, what's what absolutely has to make the list for me? And, and this is a personal one. Mm-hmm. It has to be Francisco Scaramanga. Ah, okay. The Man with the Golden Gun. Yes. Played by Christopher Lee. The first time I saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, Dracula is playing <laughs> a Bond villain. This is so great. Yeah. And it's personal to me because I have a third nipple. Ah. And so in the back of my head, <laughs> there's always this thought that I might someday have an island in Thailand <laughs> with, a, with a diminutive house servant and a, my own shooting gallery and, 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 and a blonde that I can have sex with before I kill somebody. It just seems like a good life, you know? But he had great taste. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he wore the finest suits. He... Mm-hmm. He shot people with gold. I mean, come <laughs> on, how cool is that? Yeah. Um, the nipple thing, obviously. The fact that he had to have sex before, you know, before each uh, contract. Um, you know, honestly, dude, whatever excuse you need. Yeah. Um, you do, yeah. And he had one of the best layers. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. a volcano, but then he didn't have all those those heating problems that no, Goldfeld had with his volcano. Yeah. Um, it was just cool as hell mm-hmm. and he and he was an early adopter of technology you know? <laughs> yeah. he was doing the whole sun laser thing it's yep. just you know yeah um i i thought about scaramanga um and i was trying to sort of go so my my bond watching mm-hmm. um happened sort of uh, up until uh the world is not enough um all my bond watching happened in a block yeah. of a couple of months okay. uh, maybe a little bit longer I had, a, I had a best friend who was really getting into the bonds and he was buying all of the VHS's yeah um, and I can't remember if we did them in order do we need to explain to people what VHS is it's uh, it's like 8 track but more advanced <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, it's like a cartridge but more so <laughs> but bigger um, so I can't remember if we did them in order um, but it would be, you know, he'd bring maybe a couple uh, if we were doing a, a big bit of a, you know, one of us was staying over that night. Um, he'd bring a couple of, of Bond VHSs. Uh, and that's how I sort of got introduced to, to the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the films have blended into one. <laughs> so that's sort of a problem that I do have to a degree that, um, yeah, there's, you know, there's certain bits that you very, very clearly remember, and then there's other things I'm like, yeah, I remember. He was the one with Odd, um, no, not Odd Job. Um, yeah, the, what was the little fella called? Uh, a, a Shouldn't knack. call him that. Knickknack. Knick-knack. Oh, God. And that's another thing. He, he employed. <laughs> he was, he yeah. was a, an equal opportunity. Yeah, employer. exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And he probably, when, uh, he would have otherwise had difficult time gaining gentlemen, gentlemen's gentlemen uh, employment elsewhere. <laughs> yes, no, it's very true. 
Uh, no, that also puts me in mind of uh, of my third pick, actually, which we'll get to in a bit. It was also an equal opportunities employer um, in terms of henchmen. So uh, yes, all right. Well, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna like it, Tom. Okay. But my top is is um, is Ernst uh, Ernst Stavrovich. Yes. Um, who I you know what? I was sure I'd spoilers. I was sure I'd seen Spectre. I'm sure I have. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I saw it, it, saw it in the cinema. I've seen every Bond film. I'm sure I've seen Spectre. But it completely um, escaped my attention at the time that he returned. Yeah. Well, not returned, but he's been rebooted. Spectre for me, I need to go revisit Spectre. Yeah. Because for me, it's one of the most forgettable Bond films. Mm. It's interesting. It's, it's action-packed. Yeah. It's beautifully done. Yeah. There's great moments in it, but if you ask me to recap the story, I would I would struggle to be able to do that. I feel like that this is the the problem with modern Bond, mm. um, and uh, this again a, a conversation I had on another podcast is I I don't mind going to see them and it's fine, but it, it now is just a lot of noise and shiny watches and and cars and not a lot else. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's it maybe it's too realistic. And, and maybe that's why it's more forgettable. Because when mm. something is a cartoon of itself, yeah, it's not. It, it's it's kind of like if, if you're if you're if you're um, uh, I, a, bit, a bit of a departure. But I was listening to an interview with Jason Bateman once, and he was mm. talking about uh, Arrested Development, which is a brilliant comedy series, and he plays one of the brothers of this really dysfunctional family. And he's this really fairly normal guy. And yeah. he says, you have to have that character. Yeah. Otherwise it's just Martians on Mars. Yeah. And I think maybe the reverse is true when things approach normality too much or, or approach real life too much, it becomes an interesting story, but it's not a story that sticks out. Yep. He's not a guy who lives in a volcanic lair. Yeah. You know, that's something you're not gonna forget. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So But yeah, he's he 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 had the cat. He is the It's the cat. archetypal it's, it's the cat thing, isn't it? That's <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um <laughs> but we you know, we first see him in, in from uh, from Russia with Love, but he doesn't actually speak to Bond until like a couple of films later. Um and he's been played by like four or five different people, mm. which is weird. I think in in that run that, that was very Blofeld heavy. Yeah. You had Telly Savalas, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Donald Pleasance, uh, and, and uh, you know obviously a few others. Um, but what, what was the um, uh, the not Donald Pleasance because he was in the Diamonds Are Forever. Mm. Uh, Telly Savalas was in Inner Majesty's Secret Service, but mm-hmm. the one who was in like uh, uh, um, You Only Live Twice, and he, mm-hmm. he was to me that's Blofeld because that that's. Um, not a, not a good film, really, because it was I think a very bad Bond. I loved it. I, I couldn't I could never get my head around him. <laughs> um, I just I, I was I wasn't buying uh, I wasn't buying his performance. Again, this came but up. He, you have to admit, as a, as a six and a half foot tall Scotsman playing a Japanese man, brilliant, right? Yeah, I love that they had like <laughs> eye pieces <laughs> to make him look Asian. Oh. It was, that part was painful. I have to admit, that part was painful. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm trying to find out who the actor was. Um, I'll, I'll find it. But um, that's, the, that's the Bond film where um, Bond turns to camera and says, um, that never happened to the other guy. Um, which oh, is, right. yeah, he, he does like a fourth wall break to mm. the audience because we now have this new Bond mm. um, who, you know, obviously managed 
one one outing. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he but doesn't, kills doesn't, his wife. Doesn't, uh, to be fair, though, doesn't... Um, oh, he was... Yeah, that was the first one. Okay, because I was going to say, because there was later wall breaks like that. Because there's a, yeah. there's a Majesty's Secret Service where he's like leaving his apartment after destroying a guy and saying, Oh, Beluga Caviar, north of the Caspian. Oh, very nice. <laughs> It's like, if you've trained to become an international assassin and mm-hmm. a spy and stuff, when did you have time to learn all this other stuff about culture? It's yeah. like, no. And who are you, you know, who are you speaking to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the, the Batman thing where he's uh, in, in the, the Dark Knight Rises where he's on the roof uh, and he's speaking to someone, he turns and they, they've left and he, to himself, in the Batman voice goes, so that's what that feels like. <laughs> who are you doing that voice for, Bam- Batman? no one there right but yeah Blofeld it's just he he is he's not just quintessential Bond villain he's like quintessential evil villain oh he's Dr. Evil he is where we get the uh, that whole thing that was the finger in the mouth thing he was he was the villain in in, in Thunderbirds I mean <laughs> yeah. he is yeah. he's the villain for the ages yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. and he's he's gotta be he's gotta be one of more so. definitely definitely gets an honourable mention for me wow. I, I avoided saying Blofeld simply because there's so many movies he was in yeah, yeah. and because it was just such an obvious pick and you're I such a Bond villain hipster Tom. yeah I know you really I mean, are I mean I, don't get me wrong I, I wouldn't have a Bond movie I wouldn't have that that that, that that franchise without Blofeld in it. Yeah. It has to be in it. Yeah. Um, who's number two? Um, number two for me, and this is in, like not necessarily in any particular order, mm-hmm. um, uh, Gustav Graves slash Colonel Moon. Okay. Uh, the Gustav Graves character was played by Toby Stevens. To me, uh, it, 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 it comes from Die Another Day, which was one of the um, Pierce Brosnan uh, vehicles, which... Uh, with Goldeneye started out as one of my all-time favorite Bond films, Goldeneye. Yeah. And then the scripts became just silly. Mm-hmm. Not over-the-top Bond spy silly, but like science fiction-y, mm-hmm. nearly in the realm of Moonraker silly. <laughs> and so I, I'm not a fan of the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gustav Graves Colonel Moon character, the only reason it made my list was for the Colonel Moon character. The Gustav Graves, basically, if you don't know the story, this uh, North Korean uh, uh, power-hungry, capitalist-hungry uh, politician, military man uh, goes into hiding and gets a complete like facial overdone. So now he looks like this British guy, which is just completely plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole movie is a bit silly, but the Colonel Moon character uh, in the uh, is played by uh, William or Will Yoon Lee. And the only reason I liked him as a villain was for one scene and one bit. There's a there's a scene where things aren't going his way, and the next scene is like him in his gym, and he's pounding away at a heavy bag, and then um, at one point they unzip the bag and this body falls out. So you realize he's just be- been beating someone in a bag to death, and he says the line, "Get me a new anger management therapist." <laughs> and I just thought, yeah, that's yeah. pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, everyone deals with anger in different ways. Yes, so. <laughs> we, we all have our uh, yeah. Um, I liked Goldeneye. I've, I've, I accidentally wrote it down as Goldeneye, but that's obviously not the name of the character. Uh, but I've got on my list um, Sean Bean's character. He was like 006 or something. Yeah. And there is something villainous about somebody who switches sides like that. Yeah, I think that's that, that's what I, I, I like, the, the uh, duplicitousness. Well, Pierce Brosnan, they wanted back... Um, before, like, Timothy Dalton got cast. They wanted him mm. to play Bond 
years ago, but he was stuck in, uh, he was doing a series called Remington Steel yeah. in the States, and he was contractually obligated to do that show. But to me, it's like the minute I saw Pierce Brosnan on screen for the first time, suits just draped on him. I'm like, yeah. that's Bond. That's the guy, yeah. you know. And he, I thought he played a brilliant Bond. It's just unfortunately he was he was trapped in terrible scripts. <laughs> um, uh, yes, it's uh, Alec uh, Trevelyan. Alec That's Trevelyan. Yeah, um, he has a good. I, I wanted to judge some of this. Some of my criteria were judging on deaths, um, mm. and he had he had a good death. Um, Remind me, was it? Was he had the train? He had. Um, so he he had the EMP. Um, right. That he wanted to use to um, flatten London's economony. Right. Uh, so yeah, obviously, just take out all the all of the machines, uh, and he ends up um, falling to the bottom of the um, antenna cradle thing that's used for the uh, for the uh, for the EMP, oh, and then gets crushed to death uh, by falling debris. And that actually exists. That antenna. It's in Costa Rica. Wow! It's like a radio telescope. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, and that is the the titular Goldeneye. Right, um, right. And and so yeah, I, I went for I went for Alex Trevelyan uh, in my. Uh, he was my. He was actually number six. He was one of my sort of. Uh, is he number six? Anyway, he's, he's bottom of my list because yeah. I wanted to. But since we were talking about Goldeneye anyway, uh, I thought I would. Uh, I thought I'd bring him up. Well, if we're going to continue on mm. in that vein, one of my villains is from yes. Goldeneye. Oh. Zenya Anatop. Oh yeah, and Anatop. I mean, Anatop. Come on, that's that's yep. right up yep. there with uh, Pussy Galore and yep. Plenty O'Toole. It's just <laughs> oh, it's God. one of the one of those names. Um, and I picked her. She uh, was played by Frankie uh, Jameson, mm-hmm. who later uh, wound up being in the X Men series. X Men. Um, and I picked her because she strangled men to death with her legs. Yeah, she did, didn't she? And I'm like, if you gotta go. Sign me up for that. One. It's a way to go, and also for just blatant psychopathy. I mean, mm-hmm. the the scene where they go to the 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 radio installation, and I think it's Serenaya or something, and she just takes out a Kalishnikov and just goes to town on the place. It's like it's I it, I I liken it to it's got to be like what would it be like to be part of a school shooting? Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't not that you sign up for that sort of sure. thing. Sure. Um, Do we just lose half the audience? <laughs> <laughs> Hope not. But she just, I mean, the fact that she's just delighting in mowing people down with this machine gun, and even the villain that she's with Mm -hmm. turns and looks at her as in, like, what the actual is she, you know? Yeah. So That's a strong, I completely forgot about her. She is a strong show. She's fucked up, yeah. And and I saw an interview with the actress, uh, like, after the filming of that or during the filming of that, and she's basically describing what she has to do, and she's like, I loved it. She goes, <laughs> she goes, they just said, go go as over the top as you want. And she took the ball and ran. She really did. Yeah. Oh, Famke Janssen. Ah, uh, that's who it is. That's who plays uh, Xenia on the top. Oh, I thought it was Frankie. It was, it's yeah, Famke. Famke. Oh, I'm sorry. Famke Jackson. Uh, J- sorry. Jameson, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Jameson. <laughs> I did not mean to get your name wrong. I hope no. this doesn't ruin our relationship. No, I, I, yeah, no, indeed. Mm. Um, oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a good pick. Um, okay, I will see you on the top. Uh, and I will raise you another obvious one, I'm afraid, Tom, but it is Auric Goldfinger, mm-hmm. um, who wants to irradiate all the gold in Fort Knox. Uh, I love that, like, a, a good scheme. And I think I think it was kind of a brilliant, you know, if I can't steal enough money, make everyone else's money irrelevant. Irrelevant, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I thought, wow, what a, what a great way to increase your uh, gold valuation. I don't know how much, if any, gold is even... I'm sure there's still gold in Fort Knox, but I know after that movie came out, mm-hmm. years later, the U.S. went off the gold standard. Yeah. 
because I, and, and I could be getting this wrong, but I want to say at one time in the States, it was not legal to own gold bullion above a certain amount. Right. And now I don't think that's the case, okay. obviously, because people wow. invest in it. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he also had a very good death. He got sucked out of a plane. That's um, true. That's yeah, true. which is which is you know, I mean, it's not a way that you want to go, but it's a, it's a it's a way that you want to see a villain go. But as henchmen, though, I mean, odd job. You know, I, the the whole hat thing, I could have done without. I mean, I think Mike Myers makes no allusion to it where a guy throws <laughs> he a throws shoe. a shoe. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's yeah, like, it's true. You know, and it's a one shot thing. It's not like yeah. a revolver. It's like once that hat's gone, that's you know, you've lost your you've lost your, your one hat, weapon. Mate. You just threw your spear away. Yeah. You know? But, you know, he loves only gold. Um, he loves only gold. That was one of two of uh, Shirley Bassey's, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, she, no, well, no, I want to say she did more than two. No, she, she did. She did she? Thunderball. No, that was um, oh, no, that Thunderball was, that, was Tom Jones. That was Tom Jones. The other sorry, Welsh one. Sorry. Um, Shirley Bassey, she did. Uh, um, um, so, gold, yeah, Goldfinger. Uh, and um, uh, uh, Diamonds of Forever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Man with a Golden Gun? Or was that? Maybe. Is that someone else? The man with the golden... Ga- I can't remember. I think, I think it could be... Do you know the only uh, person to sing a Bond theme song who actually appears on screen? Oh, oh, You ooh, can do it. Ooh, you got it. Ooh, you got ooh, it. Oh, 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 oh. I'll make it super easy. Yeah, she appears on screen in the credits. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Madonna? Close. The Scottish version. I know Madonna's got a British, a yeah. brilliant, a brilliant British accent, but um, <laughs> all right, mate. Oh God, it's so painful. It's like, when have you ever been out in London? <laughs> um, Lulu, Scottish. Is it? Mm, no. Sheena Easton. Sheena Easton. Wow. Or uh, for your eyes only. Crikey. And I totally fell in love with her at that mm. point. She had that kind of Pat Benatar hairstyle, and she was mm-hmm. just adorable. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her interviewed on a, on a talk show, and I'm like. Wow, she is actually dumber than a box of hair. <laughs> she just doesn't. She just didn't seem like all that uh, all there. But yeah. wow, what a lovely voice and what a lovely looking. <laughs> I think she was one of those. I think she was talent spotted. Mm-hmm. Um, she she came up through a talent show. Anyway, we're not talking about Sheena Easton. We're talking about Bond. What is your number four villain, please? Number four, <clears throat> I'm going with uh, Max Zorin. Yay! From we have a over view that. to a kill. Yep. Just because it's Christopher Walken. Yep. And he just his delivery—it's so uncomfortable. He—he <laughs> he has this aha laugh that he does at inappropriate moments. Um, I think right before he falls out of that zeppelin and dies, he gives out a laugh, which is just <laughs> disturbing. Yeah. And then he always has this sort of distracted conversations with people where he's not actually looking at the person he's speaking to. And then the one or two times he does look at you. You just go. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. So wow. I really liked him as. I know it was not a, a, a highly regarded Bond movie, but I really liked him as a villain. He's a good villain, and and I mean, it's 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 so much of it is in the performance. Mm. How was your Walton? How oh, strong is your Walton? It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. I'm I'm still very sad. Basically, what? that laugh you heard me do. That's all. That was pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good. My my goal for 2020 is is to to hone my my Walken because it's it's sub it's subpar. I think Walken is sort of the entry level like uh, impersonation that most comedians yeah. do. I can't I can't do. That. I watched some videos about like there was a, a guy who does it really well and he does the proper like subtle. It's not the like wow. It's not like the big stuff. He's really good at like the. 
when he gets down and a little bit growly yeah. and he's got that sort of you know the licking of the lips and like he's got all of the mannerisms and it's just amazing to watch this guy completely transform and I just oh I really want to do it so, so badly you know, you know the uh, um, oh, oh I'm going to blow this really badly the really discredited actor now because he was involved in the whole Me Spacey? Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah, he's quite the impersonation. He does great impersonations. Yeah. And there's a, there was a Saturday Night Live sketch years ago. I think you can find it on YouTube. And it was all these camera tests for the Star Wars movie. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And, and, and he plays, like, Christopher Walken reading for... Um, Luke! <laughs> yeah, for, 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 like, Harrison Ford. He's just like, okay, yeah. you know, is she fast? Aha! She did the castle run in six power steps. Fast enough for you, old man. <laughs> and I can't do walking, but if if you if you can if your listeners can use their imagination yeah, and no, imagine that was a, a brilliant yep. impersonation. Uh, flawless Walken. Walken. We'll all be happy. Well yes, indeed. Um I So that was an overlap for you. That was an overlap. Okay. Um I also appreciate um it's one of those films where they get to say the title because um, Grace Jones is in um, is in a helicopter with with uh, with Roger Moore and says something along the lines of "What a spectacular view!" Uh, to which he replies, "To a kill." Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. We are in a film. Yeah, and that was the other one too. Is like you know he had the guts to have as one of his like sex playthings mm-hmm. Grace Jones, who just looks like she could beat the shit out of anybody. Yeah. I mean, did she start out as like, like? I might be getting this wrong. Either Dolph Lundgren was her bodyguard, or vice versa. <laughs> yeah, I and I can see the it one. play out either yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's um, she's a she's a she's a boxer woman. Yeah, Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never liked her music. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Anyway, I never so, listened to her music, so yeah, I can't really... pops up in the eighties things every now and again. So he was my. So Max Zorin was number something. So I'm going to go with Hugo Drax. Oh, Hugo Drax was a, a close second just because of he's so he's so banal and so yeah. But he wants to kill everyone and go into space to rebuild humanity. Like he wants to build his own moon kingdom. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty that's pretty spectacular. Uh, Michael Lonsdale. Can, um, can I press you to a cucumber sandwich, Mister? Yes. <laughs> no, he was great. Yeah. Um, I I don't have a lot more to say other than um, I think I think it's 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 just a straight up like eugenics kind of uh, etch-a-sketch end-of-the-world kind of plot. Like, let's just wipe out everyone and everything yeah. and then we'll remake our society in a brave new world with just a handful of men. Uh, I'm, I'm quoting a different franchise. And it, and it allowed uh, Jaws to yeah. be re-entered into the franchise. Yes, and hence hence my, my, my thing earlier about him being an equal opportunities employer. Yeah. He, will, he will pick a man with a facial um, disfigurement. <laughs> but, you know, he finds love. Yeah. Jaws does find love. Um, we'll have to do. We'll have to come back and do a henchman, um, oh, yeah. henchman episode because that that's quite the story where he, he falls in love with a girl with braces and there's the full like da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really didn't. They weren't afraid to go silly, like proper silly. Those those. That films. one was definitely on the silly side. Yeah. But but yeah, it was like he had the line. It's something like you know to what's you know to to paraphrase Mister Bond. What's the saying? To lose one. Shuttle could be seen as unfortunate to lose a second one as carelessness. Or anyway, just, he was just he was just so droll. He was yeah. wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, love it. Uh, who's number five? 
Number five for me, and I've got an honorable mention after mm-hmm. that because I really had a hard time paring these down. Yeah. I got to go with, and this is a classic, mm-hmm. Colonel Rosa Kleb. Oh, okay. Which is just, it's Kleb. What Kleb. an unattractive name. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like Slough. It's just, it, you just, it just conjures up images. She was in, obviously, from Russia with Love. Mm-hmm. She was played by an actress named Latilania, who was, there was a lovely little nod to that given in a movie with, um, uh, Dennis Quaid mm. and I want to say Kathleen Turner called mm-hmm. Undercover Blues, which is a really funny, fun kind of spy romp. And at one point she pretends to be this scientist and she goes by the name of Latilania. So it's like, if you don't know that, oh. it's kind of a nice old nice. Yeah. Um, I liked her because um, she had this weird homoeroticism going on with the uh, uh, Titania Rom- Romano- Rom- Romanov. Romanov? Uh, Rom- Romanov, yeah. Romana, Romanova, Romanova. That was Romanova. Titania Romanova. I think yeah. somebody just got a got a Cyrillic dictionary mm-hmm. and said, "What's the most Russian name we mm-hmm. can find?" And they found it with that one. Which, by the way, I think she's underrated as as Bond girls too. I mm. think she's one of the hottest. But um, so so she's doing this thing where she's re- she's recruiting her with this sort of she's playing good cop and bad cop. At one minute she's strike she's stroking her hair and then she's like, and if you don't go, you'll be shot. You know? <laughs> just like, she just goes from one extreme to the other, and then at the end she tries to take out you know a British Secret Service agent licensed to kill with a blade in her shoe. You know you. Get, you know, she's like, what, you know, four foot three. She's going up after somebody six foot five with a blade in her shoe and she thinks she can win. I just, you got to love that. I just, <laughs> I just, just for her pluck, I give her credit for that one. <laughs> Good choice. Um, okay, so I'm going to finish off with um, uh, Victor uh, Zokas, Victor Renard Zokas, or Zokas. I don't oh, know. Renard. From the, yeah. yeah, from The World Is Not Enough. Uh, it's Robert Carlyle. Um, this was the first one I sort of saw in real time, so like actually saw it when it came out because he was good in that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a bullet lodged in his uh, in his brain, uh, and if I remember rightly, like it could go off at any moment. So he he had no kind of fear of death, and he he couldn't feel pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it had a revisiting of um, Robbie Coltrane's character from Goldeneye. Um, who came back? Uh, Valentin. Yeah, um, yeah. The the uh, um, Russian uh, Valentin Tsiolkovsky. Like yeah, 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 yeah. He had a good death as well, uh, impelled by a plutonium a plutonium rod uh, that was um, shot out of a, shot out of a submarine's reactor core uh, at high speed. Um, thanks, thanks to Bond. Um, so yeah, a good death uh, and a, a good like a a good character and not um not an over the top one um Carlisle he's he's got sort of one of those things where he can he can play big if he wants to but he can he can really play a small mm. character as well. Oh, he was great. Um yeah. so yeah he was he was my uh, my number 5. And I was that the one with with uh, Linda Hamilton? Yes. Who you couldn't stand. Oh my god, well she had to talk her way through her entire role. It's like, you know, she had to climb up a ladder. I'm going to climb up the ladder. She had to dis- she had to like stop a nuclear. Right. I'm going to stop. And she played. She supposedly played a nuclear physicist. Yeah. And I remember even seeing it at the time with a friend of mine in the theater. And she's she's like, you know, this is Christmas Jones. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's like I'm a nuclear physicist. And I leaned over and said, all nuclear physicists look just like her. You know. Um, and then it had the worst with the worst banal line at the end. That's the only reason she's called Christmas. Yeah. 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 They said it. Uh, and that's when I kind of went, oh, this is this this. This franchise is starting to go off the rails. <laughs> uh, 
I, I, I was, I don't know, 16, 17 when that came out. And so, you mm. know, yeah, I was, um, I was, I was a fan of, of, of Christmas Jones. Mm. Well, I thought she was a hottie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but hey, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, so that's our five. Then. Oh, can I can oh, I give yes. an honorable? Yes, mention? I, I want them. Uh, my honorable mention is um, uh, Mr. Wind and Mr. Kin from Diamonds Are Forever, and they're probably more <gasps> yeah than they are villains. So bizarre, but, but they yeah. that was just especially for that time to show two two grown men holding hands on. Mm. You know, you know, obviously in a in an amorous relationship to show that on screen mm. at that time. And then just, you know, A dropping a scorpion down a guy's back to kill him. And then when they're watching and taking pictures as they're fishing an old woman out of the cut in Amsterdam, I'm mm. like, this is seriously evil. Mm. You know, so I I like them a lot. Yeah. They were yeah, I, I, I do remember the, uh, them cropping up on the train a lot, if I if I remember rightly. Mm. Um and them just being their dialogue was so strange. Yes. And it, it was creepy and, yeah, just very, yeah, re- really good. Um, we've talked a little bit about uh, sort of newer Bonds. I am not that excited about the new Bond. However, I am excited about the new Bond villain. When is the new Bond coming out? Or has it come out? Already? I think, no, it's not out yet. I think it's out this year. Um, uh, it's usually January time that they do Oh, is it really? This. Usually. I mean, it's in the past. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe it's on its way then. Uh, I don't think it's out yet. What's the um, villain? It, I, he's, I don't know anything about this. <clears throat> he's played by Rami Malek, who uh, I know from a TV program called Mr. Robot, uh, but who also okay. played Freddie Mercury uh, in the, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the, in the oh, film. Oh, he's there. doing the new Bond villain. He's the new Bond villain. Oh, yeah. I love, I, well, I really enjoyed uh, Mr. Robot, and I, I, I thought he was brilliant in yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. So I'm really excited wow. to see what he can do because I, I still I, I do want to see Bohemian Rhapsody. I've still not seen it. Yeah. Uh, I've seen clips, um, and and I want to see what else he can do. I really do because I, I'm really excited by yeah, yeah, yeah. by him as a performer. So I, yeah, uh, he could he could be quite interesting. I mean, the, the 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 actors they've had to play the villains in in the recent reboots, I think, have been you know you've had Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. who would then He's go brilliant. on to play um, Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter. Lecter. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. One of my favourite TV the, series, the best Hannibal Lecter ever. In, in all I won't fight you on that. Yeah, I won't. I won't argue with you on that. I think. I think he did a tremendous job, and I wasn't sure to begin with, and then absolutely was. Um, Christoph Waltz um, as uh, as as Blofeld um, and Javier Bardem. Like, there's, there's been some good, mm. you know, acting in terms of the villains lately. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if the trend continues. Is this actually Daniel Craig's final bond, or is it going to be final bond until? I don't know. That was I, me making a money symbol. Yeah, um, Barbara Broccoli has refused all of my phone calls, so I have no idea. What's Tom, going come on, on mate. Series. All right, I, I, you need to work a little bit harder, mate. I'm sorry. I had, I had, I had, I had a little bit of a thing for Barbara um, years ago, and it wasn't just because I I would have been heir to <laughs> billions of dollars. That doesn't. That doesn't. And possibly could yeah. do a cameo as like a barista in one of the Bond films. Who knows? Yeah. Here's your latte, Mr. Bond. Um, practice that line over and over again. But um, I, I don't know because they were talking about a whole bunch of different people for. 
the role of Bond. One of them was the guy, I can't remember the actor's name, who plays Luther. Yeah, Idris Elba. Yeah, and yeah. he'd be great. Yeah. As would have the... the um, you see, I, I don't think he would. Um, because So a, a writer got pilloried for this, and I think probably because he didn't express it very oh, well, oh, oh, by saying he'd be too street. I think we've already spoken about yeah. this. Well, not too street, but one of the things that I... Maybe, maybe I was talking to somebody else, but somebody made a really good point of... There's a lot of times where Bond is like in whatever Marrakesh or something, and he kind of runs out in the street and he just kind of blends. Mm. And he can blend, and this is this sounds so horrible because he's a white guy. Mm. But if you're like a black guy in the middle of a very white area, you're not just going to disappear into the crowd. Mm. You are kind of going to stand out. Although this the argument could be made, and this is this is all coming from an article I saw somebody mm. write, and I think they. They as well got, as you say, pilloried for the same yeah. sort of thing. But I think there there is a, there is a way to remake that. I think there is a way to to make to, to put him in situations and to uh, work with the physicality and work with everything so he doesn't so he he can blend. Yeah, I think for for me it was simply down to the fact that he's he doesn't have that public schoolboy thing and he's tried it in a couple of couple of things um, and he, he he can't pull off as good as he was in The Wire and um, a couple of other things where he's had to be American, I, he can't pull off that sort of public schoolboy okay. charm, which I think he's he's too cheeky. Uh, and and Bond, Bond is cheeky, but he's also very much a public schoolboy. Um, and Idris, he, that's not a, a, an arrow in his quiver. Uh, it's got nothing to do with being black. It's this, simply the fact that he's This was my problem public with Daniel Craig. Boy. Yeah. He just couldn't pull off the sophisticated side of Bond. And, and, mm. and, and having said that, I mean, I'm mm. a bit biased because I grew up, I think my first exposure to Bond was, at, because it was just of the time, was mm-hmm. Roger Moore. Yeah, yeah. So I had to catch up later and, yeah. and learn about Sean Connery and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I get that. I That's why, I mean, I, and I'm not very popular with this one, but uh, among Bond fans, but I've always thought one of the best Bonds was Timothy Dalton. I was going to say exactly the same thing. He, I, had, yeah. he had just the right amount of, he could get roughed up a little bit. Yep. Um, but he also could pull off a tux beautifully. Yeah, he was always kind of together. You know, yeah. I just I thought he did a great job. I'm I'm, I'm completely with you. Um, mm. He's he's I don't know about my favorite, but he's a very very credible Bond. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's a shame that he didn't get to do more or did more. I don't know what he didn't want to do. More. He just didn't after want the to second do. one, he's just like, no, this is this is it for me. And I'm like, mm. are you high? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you're not trying to pull off like Roger Moore in View to a Kill, where he was a little bit past his prime. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was, was meant to be getting with that 20-some-year-old blonde girl, and it was just a little creepy at that point. So there's a lot of factual inaccuracies in this episode. Um, so I just wanted to pop in now to let you know yep i know um <laughs> i know uh check the show notes uh there's there's sort of corrections and things in there uh where we've got you know actors and actresses uh names wrong uh sometimes i'm talking about a completely different film than the one i thought i was talking about um all sorts of stuff like that but i i hopefully you'll find uh, everything is uh, is uh copacetic in the show notes, uh, which you will find at listenvypod.com, as well as links to subscribe to the show uh, if you like what you've heard so far. Um, and uh, if you like uh, other episodes with factual inaccuracies and people just having a reckon about certain things, uh, then uh, then that's the place to go. Um, not much else to tell you about other than uh, do uh, take the time, if you can, to leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or podchaser.com, um, because it does help people find the show, and it also 
tells people that it's a show worth listening to. Uh, so if you can take the time to do that, it would mean the world. Um, also, you can email listenvy at gmail.com if you've got something to say, if you want to say hi. Um, as Anthony did uh, a few days ago, and it was it was a real pleasure to receive Anthony's email, uh, who was um, a former local boy. Uh, and uh, yeah, he just he just wrote to say he appreciates the show. So um, thank you, Anthony. I appreciate you. Um, and uh, yeah, so a bit, a bit of a... Bit of a sort of um, higgledy piggledy uh, succession of, of, of episodes, and, and the schedule's been a, a bit sort of all over the place. I know um, for for many people, they didn't get the previous episode until like Friday because I I screwed up the publishing of the episode. I actually got it out on Tuesday, uh, but I screwed it up and it didn't get on the feed and on Spotify and stuff until later. So uh, my apologies for that. But I think we're pretty much back to it now. I have a new machine. I'm recording everything on a, on a new machine and uh, everything is absolutely fine, it seems. Uh, so, yes, uh, we've got some uh, cracking episodes on the way. Um, you Don't Look Like a Runner's Nick Morton is with me uh, possibly next week um, to talk about films with uh, tech in them. Uh, I uh, recorded yesterday with Susie Buttress of the Casual Bird, a podcast, and we talked about birds. Um, and I've got uh, more episodes in the um, in in the offing as well to, to be recorded. So lots more to come. Uh, so if you want to get that, um, you want to get new episodes and stuff and, and stay tuned as to what we're doing, then listenvypod.com has the links to subscribe and where you'll find us on uh, on the socials and stuff as well, listenvypod on Twitter and Facebook. And yes, as I said, listenv at gmail.com if you want to say hi. And uh, right, so that's that. Uh, that's quite enough ado. So now let us return to the important task of building our final list of top five Bond villains. It's, it's, it's villains. So we have an important task ahead of us. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. In that we, Is this the part a... where we give away the prize? Yeah. Um, you your listener? We do. Uh, I will do that in post. We've got to... <laughs> um, so we've, we've got to take our combine our lists. Um, so you had uh, Scaramanga... Yeah, uh, Gustav Graves, Xenia yeah. uh, on a top, yeah. Max Zorin, and uh, Rosa Kleb. Yeah, uh, and then to add to that list, I, of course, I've got Blofeld. Uh, I also had uh, Goldfinger and uh, Hugo Drax, and then uh, Renard. Um, I think that is it for. Oh, and the Sean Bean one, which we won't worry about. Um, so, what, what, what is that? What, just we, because discounting Sean Bean. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's going to make the final five. Is is I think I think I oh, think we he's have all to right. Combine these into a final five. Yeah. Okay. So Blofeld, and and, and I'm I'm fine with that because it's 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 iconographical. He's I mean, it's just, he is he is you know yeah. And I'm I'm going to is iconographical. No, word? but that's, I mean I'm not I'm not arguing. I think it's a good word. It doesn't have to have been a word, but it, it, if the it, absolute if the OED is listening, let's yeah. add that next year. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take a different tact. Okay, and I'm going to set aside Colonel Moon. Okay, because I I was on the fence about that one. The only reason I liked it was literally for one bit. Uh, the rest of the movie is it's a painful villain mm. at best. Okay, so uh, so I'm fine to go with Blofeld, but I do have to insist on Scaramanga. Yep, uh, I'm I'm fine with that. Um, so let's pop him in as number two. Um, now I think Zorin. I want Zorin in there. I think maybe number four or five. Now here's the question, though. Yeah, I'm gonna challenge, and and I put Zorin in as well. But I'm gonna challenge that 
I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm maybe able to be talked into setting mm-hmm. that one aside just because are we a fan of Zorin as the, as the villain this is it. or do we like Christopher Walken yeah. as the actor? Yeah, 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 yeah. You see on that, on that tip, I think we've absolutely got to put Drax in because of the, the villain, not the actor. Uh, I, I'd, I'd like to see Drax in there yeah. for, um, for the for for the sort of the opposite reason because it's it's a compelling villainous kind of thing and and I think you you've talked about the performance but it's not it's not a Christopher Walken cartoon performance so yeah I I, I think you make a good point I like Drax if for nothing else than his amazing taste in helicopter pilots because mm-hmm. uh, she was a babe um, and there has to be at least one good thing in that damn movie so yeah. might as well be the villain um, on a top yeah then you're on a top number three what do you think. Well, is she more of a henchman, though? Ooh. And her death sucked. Okay. You know, her yeah. death was she got pulled up into a tree and died. It's like, mm, really? That's it? Yeah. She's a, so basically, she died as a Christmas tree ornament. <laughs> um, or a bird feeder. Or a bird feeder. How long she's up in there? Um, what about Cleb? Cleb, I think, yeah. has to be on there. Because yeah. yeah. she was such, a, she's yeah. such an early one, and she's... Again, maybe, you know, maybe a little bit more henchman, but she was like the head henchman. Yeah. Because she had that other guy sort of working under her too. The, the other, the the guy who was uh, a pretty good assassin, mm-hmm. the, the blonde guy who rode on the train with Bond, who pretended to be a British guy, you know, the one who was in the, in the, in the hedge maze early on, mm-hmm. that guy. Um, but Rosa Klebb, I think she has to be there because she's just, I think she's just evil. So. Love it. Okay, and, and I'm going to put forward Renard as a number five. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think it's. Um, yeah. I mean, there was so much silliness in that movie, mm, but yeah, yeah, the whole flaming caves and is that an actual thing? Do you know that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't believe it is. But, <laughs> but um, but I liked him as a villain, and mm-hmm. the fact that it was. The fact that he was a villain who kind of didn't appear until later in the film. Yeah, but what, what I haven't mentioned, what we haven't discussed in this final list is Goldfinger. Well, if we got a space, I don't have one more uh, no, uh, no. villain hill that I'm willing to die yeah. on. So I, I'm happy to. Goldfinger always makes the lists if you, yeah. if you look at the top Bond villains. And I think for just the whole, you know, I don't expect you to talk, I expect you to die. It's like that, that put him outside of the realm of a lot of like cartoon spy villains. Mm. Um, although the whole, I mean, and this is something else that Mike Myers alludes to in the Austin power series. It's like, why not you give me a gun? I shoot him. Bang. He's done. <laughs> What's with this? Start a laser slowly. Cause I grew up, there's a series in the States. I grew up with a series called the wild, wild west, which mm-hmm. is basically James Bond in the wild west. And, and between that and the television Batman series, mm-hmm. this is what I grew up with. Yeah. So all I knew villains did was set a really <laughs> slow-ticking death yeah. and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um, so I, I, I do like Goldfinger in spite of that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good with Goldfinger on there. Okay, here's a, here's a proposed order then. Starting from five to one. Um, Goldfinger, Drax, Rosa Klebb, Scaramanga and Blofeld. That's good. I might, I might swap uh, Kleb and and uh, uh, and um, Gold, uh, Goldfinger around just because I think he is really strong. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. I I think that's I think that's fair. And he's much more of a villain than he is a henchman. And Cleb, you could make the argument either way, but yeah. Uh, Cleb, Drax, Goldfinger, Scaramanger, Blofeld, Tom Peterson. Do you consent to this list? Uh, I I I um I being of sound mind, you hereby consent to this list. Tell tell me about you and your work, and where people can find you and your work, and what you do. I am a full-time comedy magician, hopefully more comedy than magic, but I try to do both as well as I can. And you can find me at uh, Amazing Guy Magic, which is my Instagram, and at um, AmazingGuy.com is my website. If you go to AmazingGuy.com, that's my website, and all my social media links can be found there. Beautiful. Um, Any so this is going to go up in um, late February. Might be the last week in February. Is there anything that you might want specifically to point anyone's attention to, time-wise? Um, yeah, don't vote for Trump again. Um, beyond that, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a fool. We're, uh, we're just about, my wife and I are just about to relocate from the United Kingdom Back to the United States. I've had 11 years in the UK. I love it, but I get it. It rains. <laughs> um, and I'm ready. I, I want to see the sun again before yeah. I die. So yes. um, so we're about to relocate. So February for me is a, a low work uh, month, but high in tasks. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, uh, the UK's loss is, uh, is very much uh, the US's gain. So, uh, uh, you, well, you know, you, you're... You're being accepted back into the motherland with open arms. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. have well, open the, the arms up. Haven't hit the airport yet. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, good luck. Um, I'm sure they'll study you. I'm sure your papers are still in order. Hope so, fine. Hope so. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you very much uh, for being on List Envy with uh, me this way. It's been fun. Thank you. <laughs>